swords and handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and store some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's a grand theft of old scrolls simon's quest the drone earl rock shoes to air clue keeps the exit gaming news the police get some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Uh, go on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod. It's where we put up gameplay videos and head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. Let us know how you feel about stuff. AMC, what up with it? Uh, not much. Same old, same old. <laughs> just just at home and yeah. <laughs> doing what I do. <laughs> doing what I do 24-7. Just hanging out. Hanging with Theo. Hanging with Marissa. Watching, we've been watching The Witcher lately. There it is. I'm how you like it? Uh, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's actually really good. Henry Cavill. You know, I, I, I liked him as Superman, even if, like, I don't know, other people didn't like him as Superman. I thought he was great as Superman. And, other people don't like anything. He's a great Superman. Yeah. And then uh, as the Witcher, he's even, even better Witcher. And in a way where it's like, holy shit, like, Witcher is, like, the man. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. They capture everything that I felt in the game as far as... Um, Hey, people just don't like you. It's like borderline racism, except you're a witcher, so it's it's uh I guess mutinism. I have no no idea. But they don't like you. Um so that that's definitely carries over from the game. And then just seeing some of the old characters um from the game translated onto the screen. Um I'm enjoying the 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 choices there, the the whole idea of him being a monster hunter and the monster of the week vibe that the show has given off so far. I'm only about like maybe four or five episodes into the season, but um, yeah, I'm enjoying that aspect. The lore is great. And these are from, my understand they're based on the books. So it's really uh, taking into account, I guess the world that author has built uh, for the Witcher. And so, yeah, I'm enjoying like the story so far and we're looking forward to uh, seeing what the next season has to offer without finishing this one because uh, Marissa and I are already hooked knee deep on this. How about yourself, A-Dub? How you been? Well, doing a lot better. It's finally cooling down. So, you know, keep the windows open. Start putting putting my layers back on. It's looking good. Uh, what have I been up to? It's been playing a little Diablo. Yes. Uh, hanging out, watching TV, reading books. Uh, got through all those those uh political conventions so at least i get that portion of my life back yeah. <laughs> lay down <laughs> lay down read a book <laughs> yeah what's your palate cleanser after watching uh, a convention <laughs> just go right to the gym or go right outside <laughs> and walk <laughs> yeah. so yeah just yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be swole by the time this feature comes. <laughs> oh, I've got it covered. Make sure, make sure I'm ready for whatever this future has to offer. Oh yeah, I got it covered. <laughs> I'm I'm doing some research on some other things. Hey Dub might have some news in the future. Hey Dub might be knocking numbers out of people soon. <laughs> just, all just, your numbers. Just build up all your battle stats just in case. Exactly. I'm doing I'm doing nine 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 out there against everybody. Yeah. But yeah, just hanging out, keeping everything clean, just trying to stay on top of reading. Still haven't drawn anything in several weeks. And hey, on a side note, if you were trying to min-max yourself, we'll just say from a weight perspective, what's the ideal weight where you're doing the most damage, but you have good stamina and health? Uh, anywhere between like 185 and 90, 190. All right, nice. I like that. I like that. I, I learned how to sprint again, so that's right. pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because um, Monday through Friday, I go on a nightly walk. It's like a couple of miles. It's around this big street that circles back around on itself. So, you know, you get all the way to one side, one mile. You come all the way back, two miles. And I was like, all right, cool. So doing that, but what I've been doing within it is there's about three hills. Two of them are about this, the same length. And then the third one's like, I would say it's close to 200 meters. It's definitely more than 100. So, and they're all uphill. So what I do is I don't want to walk up those because it's just going to burn more energy or like, it's just going to be more tiresome. It's going to slow me down. So I'd sprint up the hills. And for the first few weeks I was doing that, like I could just feel all the wrong in my body. (laughs) It was just like, I'm, I'm doing it like I'm trying to move. I'm trying to remind myself what it's all about. It's just like, you can't just go out there and think you're going to run your best just because you're a human being and you think you know how to run. And that's why athletes train and all that stuff. It's like, it, took me, it took me a couple months and I'm just now getting to the point where my body's used to the motion and the transfer of energy like my steps aren't hurting me anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting speed. I can push off of my toes and like really get my back involved. It's awesome. Nice. I'm, I'm not breathing as hard anymore. I'm just knocking them out. I'm doing pretty good time with my mile. But again, it's just walking, but it's helping me get back into running shape. So hopefully I can like lightly jog the whole distance. So that's been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, outside of that, A-Dub, I know you kind of mentioned it there, but what have you been playing? Been messing around with Season 21 of Diablo. I got my monk finally up to Torment 16, mm. completed the, the first four chapters of the season journey, so claimed all my rewards. Now I'm just trying to squeeze as much power out of this build and see how, how much higher I can go. I was carrying around a Daibo, and I was like, well, if I dual wield the aggregate of all the stats will probably be greater than this single item. So I switched to dual wielding. I found something else that boosted my wave of light, like another hundred something percent. And the only problem is that it's a regular legendary. I'm looking for an ancient version of it. And then I'll be doing the maximum like damage. Like, like I had this legendary gym that's given me, I've upgraded it to like level 72 or 75 is giving me almost 300 percent extra damage per legendary item i have equipped and then that's doubled for every ancient so every piece of equipment i have is an ancient except for one piece and once i get that that's another 300 percent to my attack power and i'm just like oh, I'm, I'm just melting dudes <laughs> I, I did uh I did over 1 trillion points of damage in one attack. I finally broken that barrier for myself, so I'm proud of that. Damn. It was like 1,098 billion or something like that. Was that, was was that character instantly dead? I would hope so, but like that, <laughs> that attack didn't come until much later in the fight. So, like, it had enough hit points to be able to endure all the punishment I was dishing out until I hit that. Like the billions. <laughs> that you're dropping on. <laughs> 100, 100, 100, 200, 300, 400. I was just like, damn. One oh. trillion. He's over one trillion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. You just feel your fighting spirit increasing as you're attacking him. I, it's amazing. Like, it's – I every time I learn – a little something new about how Diablo three works. I just managed to find myself into this build that extracts such high amounts of power that I never thought possible. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to try a demon hunter for next season. And as you know, demon hunter is my least favorite class, like right there with barbarian. Same. Yeah. But I'm willing to give it a shot because if I understand the game, the the way that I think I do now, then I should at least be able to be competitive with that character on the highest level and be comfortable, make it look stylish. I'm going to make it look sexy. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah, so enjoying the hell out of that. I also bought The Last Campfire, 
So as some of you may know, that's a new little game that came from Hello Games. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. It, it ain't time for that. Yeah, it's a, I, I say little not to diminish their work on their game. It's little in the sense that it's a very tiny game. I think it's like anywhere from two to three gigs on the disc. So playing that, it's very cute. It's very lighthearted. I'm getting the impression that it deals with, you know, the journey to the afterlife and how some souls don't make it. And so you're in this position where you can help, you can help all these lost souls or lost embers as they call them move on. So in doing that, you're exploring this world. I don't know how large the world is, but just in the area I've been like, it's, gorgeous environments and there's interesting like environmental puzzles and when you're saving the embers it also goes to like a bigger kind of environmental puzzle for you to actually make it to the cage where the ember is kept once you get that ember you come out you bring the little guy back to life you go back to the fire the the spirit that's in the fire tells you some stuff and then you go off (laughs) and do more of that so it's very cute the puzzles are slowly ramping up in difficulty i haven't found one that's given me much of any trouble but at the same time i'm starting to get to those points where i have to think about them you know multi-dimensionally as i'm solving them (laughs) so you know it's so far it's it's doing its job and it's getting more challenging. So I'm interested to see where the rest of that's going to go. But beyond that, I haven't been doing much else. I mean, I got plans to move on to Wasteland 2 since Wasteland 3 is now out. You know, I still got to finish Bioshock 2, still got to finish Divinity 2. There's a lot going on. But AMC, what have you been playing? Uh, Not much new here. I've been playing more of that Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, at this point, I so this week I just focused on. I told you last week I had reached Act Two, but I wanted to go back to that first area and clear a little bit, clear it out a little bit more. And so um, the farmsteads were like revealed, so I went back, did those. I I'm at the point now where I I liberated that initial area of the map. Um, I got five of the keys, so I'll have that Gnos. That Gnosuke armor soon. Oh, that, Gos- <laughs> that Gosaku. Gos- Gosaku armor. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I'm like right there. So I, I don't think there's any more farm says on that first area. So I have to now make my way to the second map to get that last key. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's been fun because I'm at a point now where my character is so leveled up that that first area, I'm just kind of like just walking right through those enemies. So as I was clearing out the farm sets, it's like I, I'm like showing up like the legendary hero that I've set myself up to be at least at this point. And so I'm just walking in there and it's like I could stealth all these dudes but uh i'm gonna just fuck them up <laughs> so i just run into yeah. the action start fucking up some dudes and then like i'll get like that alert like oh like they're about to go kill a peasant I'll run over there i've been doing uh i didn't realize that the, the, i could do this in the game but i've been running and then jumping and then jump kicking people <laughs> there you go yeah it's, it takes everybody a while to figure that out <laughs> yeah it's like i did it on accident i was like what so then um i uh when they're about to like kill the um, the captive, I just run up and then drop kick them. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, and yeah, just playing around a little bit more. I did little things because you unlock so much with like the um, the different stances, and then you get, like the heavenly strike. There's just things that like I forget to utilize more in combat, especially the heavenly strike, just because it takes resolve, and so. I'm very much like, uh, I gotta save all my resolve in case I need to like get back up from being knocked down. Um, but then like I'll accidentally do it every now and then. I'm like, damn, that's a great attack. I need to stop sleeping on that. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, to- maybe maybe you wouldn't be knocked out if you use that attack. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, I've been um, really like playing around more with like the uh, my move sets to really open up like just different stances and like from doing from doing the same like kind of combos that i've been doing on those those early section characters just because they're not that difficult to to run through so um but yeah i really enjoyed that part just um got all like the shrines that i could uh lit all the torches all the um the torches the uh what are they the 
the lighthouses. Lighthouses. Yeah, I did all that. And so that was fun. Um, yeah, just uh, even like one part, like um, just went on this like little like, not even like a side quest, I'll call it a side mission because I found like a note and it's like this brother talking to this other brother and he's like, hey, like uh, meet us like uh, at this area before the Mongols get there. And then like I'm, I'm making my way to it and then like I find like another note and it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's like not a mission, but it's like leading me to this thing. And then like I just got like some like some goodies from from playing that storyline out. Um, but yeah, just really exploring that first area because this game is... What I was saying last week, it's I could see somebody disliking it if they felt like it was repetitive. But like I look at any other game that I play, and every game has it's the reason why they call them gameplay loops because every game has them. And I'm just really enjoying this one's. And so I'm just yeah, like if there's an Anari, if there's a, a fox out there, just go and follow him. And um, just trying to not sure if um. I want to platinum this game necessarily, but I'm playing it in a way where I, I think I'm going to end up like getting close enough by the time I beat it where it's like, ah, why not just like finish it out? So yeah, uh, just really enjoying Ghost of Tsushima until I can move on to the next game. So yeah, that, that was pretty much my week in gaming is liberating my areas of the maps. Yes, um, I still but need let's, to go back. Like I want to get that platinum. <laughs> yeah. But I also want to see other games for the moment. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, you play it and then uh, maybe when that DLC comes out with the multiplayer and everything, you use that as an opportunity to hop back in. Exactly. Um, but yeah, let's get into a dub, the topics of the week. Top Topics of, of the, the week. week. So uh, yeah, you got this, A-Dub. You want to lead off? Well, as people may or may not know, it seems most people would not know, Gamescom 2020 is going down and it is going in. In my opinion. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, we've had, but E3 was pretty much canceled. Um, we've had these, well, Xbox had their own event, next-gen event. We have seen Sony have their event, but we haven't really had a big event for all the other publishers, developers, uh, to see what they've been working on. So yeah, we see Gamescom show up and just... Hit us with all the trailers. <laughs> More trailers uh, than you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, we have A-Dub's list of trailers. What, what are we calling this, A-Dub? Let's call this A-Dub Select. Yes, that, that select, <laughs> that, that top shelf. <laughs> that top shelf. <laughs> yeah. So, as you guys know, Gamescom's going on. A lot of people have a lot of things to say about Gamescom, but most of us are just in it for the games. And if you look hard enough, you just might see some uh, really big show for indie titles. I mean, I've seen a lot of new things that have just shot way up on my radar that I never even knew existed. First one being Blade Assault. We got a, it's something of a 2D roguelike platformer. It's set in a cyberpunk setting. You got all you got your swords you got your guns you it's crazy amc what did you think about it yeah i mean uh there's a thing when we watch a trailer if we see numbers or are automatically interested <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that already was um a winning point for it and then like yeah just seeing this action it's not quite bullet hell but the way you're moving about is you're dodging like you're in a bullet hell style of game um I like the movement, like the uh, combat, and yeah, there's not much I can say other than because you have to really just watch the gameplay to be like, oh yeah, I'm sold here. But yeah, it just looked like a very fluid, fun, uh, 2D side 2D side scrolling um, fighter um, brawler in the sense. Um, from what I've seen with games like Dead Cells and those other games, what they have to offer, this one looks to be. Uh, a little more fast twitchy, but in a fun way. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm I'm all about this game, Ato. As Gematsu describes it, it's a satisfying, fast-paced combat using diverse skills, dodging enemy attacks by dashing, launching projectiles, slashing away mobs of enemies. Your attacks change according to the cores you select and the upgrades you decide to take on your runs. Uh, playable characters have various transformable weapons that they use to battle against their enemies. 
Weapons can be further customized by different cores and transform upgrades that appear randomly during gameplay. Oh, not random. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I love weapon. I love random. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it coming. Yeah, so this game, love the art style. Love the setting. It's very fast-paced combat. Uh, like I said, it's 2D. You're platforming. You're jumping all around. <laughs> Not much else way to describe it. Check it out for yourself. Blade Assault. <laughs> Moving on to the next title. We saw a little game called Speed Limit. AFC, you want to tell them about that one? Man, if, as much as I can describe about it, it's it's a almost, if you were to watch a a movie like Mad Max Fury Road, where but it was all in one shot. And so it's like, you're, you're running, and then you're in a car, and then you jump from the car into a plane, and then you jump from that plane into a jet, and then you're in the jet. <laughs> like It's like, now you're on jet skis. Uh, it's like one of those, it's like, it's endless action w- where it's almost like seamless, where you're just transitioning from scene to scene uh, in one big, I don't know if, it, if it's a chase or what's going on necessarily, but yeah, just high, high octane action, almost akin to basically um, where we're at in the Fast and Furious franchise. If you were to make Fast and Furious the game, but not the game that they actually made. It's those uh, continuous action sequences where the stakes rapidly rise <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> as they're basically driving down a freeway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how would you describe this, Adam? Well, based on, based on what they said about the game, what happens is that every two levels, it changes genres and game types. So like the AMC was saying, one minute you're on a train looking at your phone with a pistol shooting people trying to catch you. Then you jump off the train and now you're in a car. You're driving and it's like a, a top-down driving game and then it shifts its angle and then suddenly it's a like an old school cruising USA kind of driving game and you're swerving there's oncoming traffic. <laughs> but, yeah. Then you're on it. Then you're on a jet ski and it's kind of isometric and you're sliding and you're, it, it just keeps changing. Then, then it's like a, an airplane game with its own unique controls that I've never seen in a game before. And you're doing barrel rolls. And you're at, you're coming at the screen and you're shooting things in front of you. It's something like there's a game in that on its own, but yeah, yeah man, this is this was definitely one of the more eye-catching and interesting games. Just that concept of it being one fluid progression through all these different types of games is that's outrageous. So check out Speed Limit if you got some time for yourself. And then AMC, we also saw a little game by the name of The Last Spell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last spell, what's going on with this game is that mages in their ongoing pursuit of power and knowledge have cast a spell that basically destroyed the whole planet and destroyed humanity. Yes. So the only way they can save humanity is by casting what's called the last spell. Now, while they're trying to cast <laughs> that, there's the armies of the undead that are trying to come and stop them and they're just hordes they they come from different directions so this game is like a isometric tactical turn-based roguelike mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got everything a dub loves going for it so what happens is you're building defenses around the mages and the townspeople and then when the armies of the undead come you have to use your abilities to destroy as many of them as possible in order to prevent them from penetrating your defenses. So with this game, you're going to have a lot of AOE attacks. And once you see that action, it's just, it's crazy. And yeah, man, it's got some interesting mechanics going on. Generally, I was drawn in by the art style itself. And then from there, just looking at the breadth of the mechanics kept me around so it's the kind of game i would definitely be interested in it gets that a dub seal of intrigue which is like a raised eyebrow on an eye <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah game was great what'd you think about it uh yeah um everything that you said before it's like not often do you see uh a tower defense slash horde mode style of game that's turn-based with like rpg mechanics so it's a little bit of a blend of 
things that I like with things that I normally, especially like I don't play a lot of horde mode or tower defense, but I do enjoy those. Um, what is it like those kingdom rush games on like the iPhone? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like those, those games, like they'll have heroes, but that's obviously more real time. So throwing in turn base is a, the real appeal for me because uh, I mean, I have fire emblem in my backlog um, just waiting to hop into that. Uh, just got done with divinity not too long ago so yeah like all all great like turn-based games and so like throw in horde mode slash like like i guess defense style of combat uh on top of that and it's a beautiful blend of something that feels i'm gonna say original in that mixture like we've seen these modes separately but not um together and so it's a new blend a fresh blend and because of that it has my interest um because i can see that being like oh fuck like coming from both sides got like a horde of demons there's a there's a demon king in the middle of that i need to figure out how to take that down while like uh, protecting the base so yeah it's a it's a level of strategy that i that i could really hop it like get into i feel you i feel you Moving on to the next highlight of the show, a little game that A-Dub came across and was completely unprepared for. It's called Skull, (laughs) the hero slayer. So what's going on with this game? It looks like a marriage of Dead Cells and Hollow Knight. It's got a pretty interesting looking combat system that involves your player being able to swap out their heads. So not only can you put on different heads to have different fighting styles that range from like the Dead Cells character to Kratos to like a slow moving but stylish mage to fast moving ninjas or riflemen, all kinds of stuff like that. You can also upgrade the heads to expand the amount of damage that they do, as well as their abilities. Uh, It changes their looks. It changes their weapons. This game looks pretty awesome. AMC, what did you think? Yeah, it looks good. Um, Don't really have a lot to say. The action looked great. I like the... Very um, fast-paced. Yeah, I like the... The nods and some of the skins to like yeah like God of War, like it gave me like just those vibes of like Shovel Knight where like they clearly uh, pay homage to uh, their predecessors. And so with this one, like it's it's a developer who's clearly a fan of video games, and so he made his own game, but then he wanted to acknowledge everything that was great before him. And so I think uh, this looks like the game. This looks like, just based on the presentation with having the developer just sitting in front of his computer that I'm, I'm guessing he used to make this game on, like it shows like the love and care that went into this game. And so on that alone, I'm kind of just, I just want to support it because I want to support him. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a pretty cool guy. Hopefully yeah. we can run into him one of these days. Yeah. It might be like when we went to, I think it was like, PSX and it was like the developers of uh, Wizard of Legend were there and they're just like oh come and like play my game and we're like dude this game's amazing yeah <laughs> it's just like just like a regular ass dude who's just like what did you think like <laughs> <laughs> like I love like, like I love that like it's almost because like, you're you a genius of, yeah like you there's it's so often you think of games as like oh these big AAA games where they have like five accountants and one developer and that's how the game gets made um, and the accountants do most of the coding yeah apparently yeah exactly they just like sit over the guy's shoulder um but yeah like way like you just remember like oh they're like games that are just made by like a few dudes and that love to play video games and are not like just jaded on online complaining about shit all the time they're actually doing shit and so yeah like when when those guys come along and you see their creations and you can see that they have the polish and the care of like of an indie developer. It's um, something that you want to acknowledge and pay your respects to. <laughs> Absolutely. Next game we're getting into only briefly for this one, because we don't know what to make of it. Grime. You have to set me up with this one. What, what, what was it? Oh yeah. That's right. Is this like that, one with- the one that looks like it's dark souls mixed with hollow Knight? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, got like, like, a gravity vortex black like <laughs> black star is like a head <laughs> yeah yeah he's like like he looked like he can like suck in projectiles and then send them back and which i thought was an uh, 
pretty awesome mechanic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it looked like uh, the combat looked interesting. Um, it was it? I was joking that like knocking dudes in the air and doing combo air combos. So that's yep. you can juggle you can juggle enemies. So uh-huh. you like, get stylish. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, it had some good stuff going for it. I mean, in I, I, I guess I'm just a sucker for like 2D action because it yeah. always just looks great to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one has a much more realistic and horrifying look to it. It's like there's a head with with spider arms or spider legs coming out of it. <laughs> a giant head, mind you. Yeah, it's it's freaky. It looks cool as hell. The combat system, it looks like it's largely oriented toward being a counter puncher in a way. Like you're you're parrying somebody and hitting them a few times or knocking them in the air, hitting them a few times or catching their projectiles, throwing them back, hitting them a few times. Yeah, it's got some interesting gameplay. Its general look is outstanding. I want to see more of it. I want to know more about it because that's something that A-Dub could be all over. Yes. Uh, showed you game deck for a hot second. What'd you oh. think of that? Yeah, well, I mean, I thought... Disco Elysium was going to be the only game that I would be able to enjoy an isometric RPG um, at that level. But uh, Game Deck shows up and it's like, oh shit, all right, now I got another one of these. <laughs> and uh, I believe they said it's coming out next year. I think Disco Elysium should be getting its port, um, I don't know, hopefully soon. Yeah, so, it was scheduled for this year. Yeah. So we'll see about that. I mean, with the way things are going these days, they could just pop up and be like, hey, Disco Elysium is still on course for 2020 and it'll be available tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, um, it gave me vibes of that as far as like some of the, how you play out some of the, I guess, the narrative choices within the game and how they work in, um, I guess, skill trees and RPG mechanics into um creating options for you to choose when you come across uh, certain situations and so because of that it's um fluid narrative storytelling um but like with your own with your your choices in there to influence how the story plays out and i just love that type of presentation as far as isometric on top of that and so yeah this is the the style of game that I want to play because I haven't played anything like this other than I guess like the um, and I wouldn't they don't have RPG mechanics but you think about the god damn it uh, David Cage style of games um, and so oh, yeah. like Heavy Rain and Detroit yeah exactly um, and so throwing in RPG mechanics on top of that it just has it, it takes it to a next another level for me and so yeah I really want to play these play these games and to have two of them as an option within the next year is something that i absolutely love yeah so with game deck you're looking as amc said at an isometric like detective game you're going around you're investigating crime scenes and cases but you're in like a cyberpunk universe it's an rpg you can go in and out of virtual reality put together different scenes you can see like altered reality kind of stuff and yeah, it's gritty. I think they cut to a scene where he just pulls out a pistol and blasts a woman in the chest in the back of an alley. And <laughs> that immediately caught my attention. So this game's got something going for it. I'm liking the new run of detective games. Like L.A. Noir was supposed to be the one that brought that genre into gaming. I think like Murdered Soul Suspect was also supposed to help that. You know, both good games in their own right. But seeing after Disco Elysium, a game like Game Deck come along, yeah. I also going to be looking forward to playing both of these games. Oh man, it's awesome. And Disco Elysium being one that features no like traditional combat. So it's not like you're going in the situation like, all right, I gotta kill this guy, kill this guy. <laughs> it's like, nah, you just go with the narrative choices. You'll you'll see some cinematic violence. But yeah, based based on your build, it'll create options or limit your options. It's really cool. It's awesome. So yeah, looking forward to game deck. I think they said it's gonna be on Switch as well. So you should also look forward if you have one. Yes, sir. Let me see. I think I had one or two more. Uh, we saw a brief look at City of Gangsters. Yes. <laughs> and you're getting points on that title alone. <laughs> yeah, the City of Gangsters looking like... Um, it reminds me a lot... Have you ever played 
Mafia or Mafia 2 on the PC like 20 years ago. Yeah, so there was a, uh, in the Gamescom, like, proper, I guess, presentation with Jeff Keighley, there was a Mafia, I guess, definitive edition remaster that they showed as one of the games in the trailer. And so immediately I was like, oh, and then, like, so yeah, seeing City of Gangsters, I was like, oh, nice, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, isometric, you're controlling a part of town, I don't know what town it is, but you control the city and you're trying to keep your your bootlegging operation going during the years of prohibition. So interesting hook. I definitely want to see this in action. Love the art style of what they showed off, but I don't the trailer I saw didn't really go too far into gameplay mechanics at all. It just showed some things moving in the game world and then showed some of the the art the art cards or the art like pictures or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Basically, I don't. I didn't see the game itself, but I saw what the end game looks like, as well as the artistic elements layered on it. What'd you think? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much felt like the same. I need to see more of this game. Uh, has my interest. I have liked. I'll, all I'll say is I've liked previous gangster style games. <laughs> what was that? The one that was <laughs> playing with Truesdale? I think it was just called Gangsters. Um, yeah. I've, oh, I've, that, that's what I meant. Was uh, Did you play Gangsters or Gangsters 2? Yeah. Gangsters 2 was the one. <laughs> I think when I only the, played Gangsters, but I, I really don't remember. When the boys run in a building, dual wielding the pistol, yeah. kicking down the doors. You do the drive-by, throw a brick mm-hmm. through, a, through a building. <laughs> Yeah, I, I used to love those like real time strategy gangster games. Look at this shit. Um, yeah, I, I had to see more of this, but it, it gave me those vibes. And if you give me those vibes, that's already off to a good point. But I need to see more, obviously. Hell yeah! Last game I'm gonna talk about today, and this one it's a little special. It's called Inling. So in this game. You play as the last mother fox on earth. You have your little litter of cubs. I think you got about four of them. But tragedy strikes. One day after you've spent the, the whole time foraging for food, feed your pups, you're lying, you're sleeping. Somebody throws a little, a little lure down in your foxhole. One of the pups creeps away, gets captured. You got to take... Not only do you have to go look for your missing pup, but you also have to take care of and raise your other three while you're navigating the world, dealing with the the post-apocalyptic circumstances of there being very little food, trash everywhere, hazards everywhere. And you also have to deal with the presence of man, who is the greatest enemy of all. <laughs> <laughs> AOC, what did you think of this just truly unique game? I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, um, usually when you get these these games where it's like uh, there's a lot of heart in there, it's not. I, I always, I'm always happy that they're out there. I don't necessarily play them all, but this actually looks it's like usually one, all heart. <laughs> yeah, but this actually looks like one that I'd be interested in playing as far as like some of the gameplay mechanics that I saw. Um, a part of me wanted it to be kind of like a John Wick situation where it's like, oh, I'm going to fuck all these dudes up. But then once <laughs> I saw like the Cubs were still with the mothers, like, all right, so like you can't get that crazy. But they they work in like what it's like to be a fox. Like you're literally tracking them down. You got to, um, but you're also a mother fox. So there's like a point where you come to a stream and your cubs can't swim. So you got to, you got to carry them in your mouth as you go across like the, the, the river. So it's, um, it's, there's a lot going on there. And because it's, you got to bring your cubs along. It's like, not only are you a mother, but you're really looking forward to the, the point where you can just make your family whole again. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I imagine by the time you, you get there and you get your cub back and whatever happened with the person, the people that stole your cub, maybe they're good. Maybe they're not as bad as like you think they are, or maybe they will be as bad as you think they are. Maybe um, it works. Yeah. Especially being the fact that like, it's, seems to be a dying planet at that point so i imagine man just ruined everything (laughs) 
kind of what he's doing now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so um, with that, the game looks very interesting, I'll say, at the least. And definitely looks like the type of game that like I could totally find myself playing, um, for sure, with Marissa, where she's like, where we're both just sitting there like, oh, as, as, as parents, <laughs> now we find a game that we can relate with. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Overall, I think Gamescom had a very solid showing. I mean, we didn't even get into the the higher profile things that were shown at the show. Do you have anything you want to talk about on the more, on the more popular end? Uh, yeah. Um, anytime I see a trailer for Spellbreak, I'm happy. And they showed a trailer for Spellbreak during Jeff Kelly's um, presentation. And yeah, that was, that game just looks like it's going to be the shit. I'm not usually big like I'm not, yeah, I'm not big on battle royale games. I don't even know if this is a battle royale game, but uh, looks to be. And um, just some of the movement and the way you work in spells um, looks very interesting. And so, yeah, I can't wait to learn more about this game and possibly get my hands on it once it becomes available. So, yeah, um, that's one of those ones that like I I can't wait for Spellbreak. Also, very excited for that. It looks like just the superhero brawler, maybe even a vision of what uh what is it, a power stone like three could be. <laughs> yeah. I mean to set it up, like as far as the presentation of uh I guess the opening night is what they were referring to it as. Um I did like so it was Jeff Keeley. I mean, you gotta you gotta socially distance, so it's just one one dude and a camera. And I did like how they worked in the interviews with the developers, so it felt like more of a show as opposed to just trailer, trailer, trailer. There would be a game trailer, and then he would have like um, like a pretty decent like uh, length interview with the developer, or the people behind the game. So it was a, I felt like it was a good presentation, even if it was. Um, content that we maybe have seen in the past um it it had that stamp that jeff keely uh, puts on all his products which is one first him and then two um a good a good games presentation and so i did appreciate that uh, we'll get into some of the other stuff but um anything else adel that you want to note ah uh, overall i think it was a very solid showing I'm looking at a whole lot more games that I didn't even know existed until today. There's still, dude, there's still trailers I haven't even watched yet that also look interesting and I'm probably going to want to gush about. It's, overall, this has been one hell of a show. Indies showing it out, but everybody's not happy. <laughs> troll of the week. Uh, troll of the week. Troll of the week. Yes, today's troll of the week. They're coming sideways at Gamescom, yeah. which is actually kind of surprising because not too many people are talking about it. I mean, I don't see any kind of discussion threads specifically for the show. I'm not seeing threads where people are talking about the games. When people do talk about Gamescom, they're saying that, oh, there was no big announcements. There's no big AAA games. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think. I watch the same show as a lot of people, and What's unfortunately, up? I'm seeing the future for gaming, and people are walking away, taking away nothing. Well, it almost like I feel like if you walked away from it with like nothing, it almost it's an indictment on the type of gamer you are. Because uh, what I did like about Gamescom is while they're showing all these trailers, like like you're seeing what Rogue Squadron, Call of Duty. But then you also see a trailer for World of Warcraft. And so I liked like a lot of the games, like even that Dub mentioned, were like Steam games. And so there was like more of a blend or an acceptance of PC games as well as console games. And when you think about E3, the big events are like we're going to check out Sony's conference. So it's going to be a lot of consoles. There's going to be Microsoft. So it's a lot of consoles. Even Nintendo, a Nintendo Treehouse or Direct, it's going to be all like console shit. But with this, it was a blend of console and PC games. So I imagine there are people who are like, what is this other shit that you're showing us? Um, and so like they just see like, oh, like it's just another, it's that same Ratchet and Clank trailer that we saw. So like there was nothing here. But it's if you did your 
due diligence or just paid attention, you could have found a lot of great games, but you just wanted to watch the big shiny thing. And then, so you saw a lot of what the big shiny had to offer. And it was things that we maybe had seen in the past. So you walk away with nothing, but a dub just listed a ton of games that I had never heard of and just put me on game about these. with ease. <laughs> First troll says, None of this is exciting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Extro says, it's all been a bit meh. <laughs> Next troll says, what a trash show. <laughs> Next troll says, Gamescom has been a snooze fest, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> uh, Next troll says, so this just encompasses 2020 as a whole. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I'll remark on that. There's quite a lot to see in 2020. That's That would be something that's more remarkable about a show in comparison to this year because it has been nonstop something to see here. Especially if you're just talking about from a game's perspective, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I just that's just Remake Three. That's just exclusives on PlayStation Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, Wasteland Three, Cyberpunk still coming. Diablo, not Diablo. Uh, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Uh, yeah. Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> new <Yeah>. consoles. <laughs> Cyberpunk on the way. Miles Morales on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot to see here. Yeah, get it together. Uh, next troll says, this was the worst Gamescom in a long time. <laughs> and the last troll says, what a complete nothing burger of an event. Not a single major announcement or game. Complete waste of time. <laughs> I mean, AMC already wrote on y'all at the beginning of the show, so there's not <laughs> much more I can add. Is just like... Uh, we saw two different shows. I saw a laundry list of content that I'm excited for. Even in telling AMC about the things that I was excited for, I ended up discovering a few more things that I didn't even realize were shown that I then shared with the AMC, and he is also excited for. So, I mean, like I said, people got to shift their priorities, man. If you see pixelated art or if you see 2D side-scroller and you immediately tune out, you're missing out on some of the best games that are being put out of this generation. Like, just because they share an art style or a format similar to games that you played in your childhood doesn't mean that they're the same games from your childhood. These are tough as nails. They have tons of content. They have crazy mechanics. And they're doing it on top of that original foundation of gaming. So they're breathing new life into the old ways. You should check that out. A lot of these are coming out for console. Even more of them are more than likely going to transition to console at some point. So they're lower priced. They usually get ongoing post-launch support that adds content levels, abilities, <laughs> balances, quality of life fixes. And it's... A wonderful time to be a gamer but if you want to be a proper gamer you got to be a better gamer open up your horizons broaden your mindset get some of this goodness <laughs> all right hey dub let's get into the next topic of the week top topic of the week all right everybody so if you are excited for marvel avengers but you are worried because it's a games to service, uh, you're worried that you're going to be paying up the ass for for little for for different colors of your cloaks <laughs> for for everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so they laid it out. Um, developers of Marvel Avengers basically laid out what's going to the difference between free and paid content uh, for this game. So here we go. I'm gonna just read this all off for you. From our very first presentation of Marvel Avengers in E3 2019, we've made clear that reassembling the Avengers is just the start of our story. We also committed that future playable characters, playable updates, such as new characters, story content, missions, and regions will be available at no additional cost to players. So once again, the first, uh, first character we know, Hawkeye, he will be available for you at no charge. So let's continue. 
put this content into context, Hawkeye will have his own unique in-depth story mission chain, which can be played either co-op or solo. Mm. We'll also bring a new villain with him, like the core six heroes, and he and all future char- future characters will have custom movesets, combos, skills, gear, heroics, and assortment of free unlockable outfits, emotes, and nameplates. By releasing all this new content for free, we prevent content gating oh, and guarantee that you and your friends can experience these exciting additions together, mm, taking mm. on emerging threats as a team of Earth's mightiest, mightiest he- heroes. Let's see. Um, we've also committed that content purchasable with real money in Marvel Avengers will be aesthetic-only additions. So there you go. Mm, and here's they're still break- charging. Yeah. So here's a breakdown of those aesthetic-only additions. Cosmetic items come in four different varieties. Outfits, emotes, takedowns. So I'll break that down. Takedowns are flashy finishers that show off each hero's signature style on the battlefield. Yeah. And then the last one, nameplates. Nameplates show off a hero's stats and are drawn from iconic art and Marvel history. So that's it. That's the only thing you're paying for. Literally, the look of your character um, emotes. So uh, I guess dancing, if you want to have uh, the Carlton, then you'll be paying for that. Unless I'm, I guess you can unlock it in some other way. But uh, if you just want to have it, there'll be battle passes, I believe, for $10. And then you can have all that shit without having to just play the game. But why um, do they want me to pay? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it seems to be like they're taking note from the Fortnites and the Apex Legends of the world, which, granted, they are free-to-play games, but they have set up this battle pass thing. And from what we understand, uh, at least the reaction from the community, battle passes have been a more, I guess, fair, uh, have been more fairly viewed, I guess, in comparison to, I guess, uh, was it loot boxes mm-hmm. um, and RPG and, and randomized um, prizes. And so, yeah, with that. R and Jesus. Yeah, R and Jesus. So I like that because it takes like two things that, I do enjoy so uh, Overwatch. Anytime they add a new character, you have them available right away. Unlike Apex Legends, um, they they'll add in a new character, but you have to get like unlock a certain amount of uh, points, and then you can use those points to purchase a character. Uh, and so with this, because you paid your sixty dollars already, if they put in a new character, you got them. Unless it's Spider Man, then you got to have a PlayStation. Yeah, get it together. Yeah, but uh, outside of that, it's just cosmetic only, which is something I always felt like with Overwatch. I didn't care about the loot boxes and then locking them behind cosmetics, I felt like was never a big deal to me. But the fact that you have a battle pass, it seems like it'll be a more fair way of um, gaining access to those that additional cosmetic content. So um, I would assume people would be happy with this, but I'm guessing since nobody's happy with any type of... Um, monetization yeah monetization of a game um yeah they're gonna be a couple people who are upset but i think this just guarantees that this game will be um supported for years beyond the initial release with uh, additional characters because as long as people are showing up maybe you have your couple people who are buying the battle passes so they can get those cool new um skins for their heroes uh that guarantees more heroes down the line which as they said heroes will bring in their own missions so that will have its own level of content with uh other villains so more enemies to play against so yeah it's uh there's a lot going on there um so yeah just wanted to break that down for the people who are skeptical because you know people have their questions they have their questions about gotham knights they are like oh i thought this was a game this is a service nah this is a game you can you play as solo or co-op but it won't be the traditional games to the service thing that you worry about and then for something like marvel avengers uh you get worried about that but they lay it down and they say, hey, we took note of what other developers have done wrong and we're doing it right. A-Dub, how do you feel? First Troll says, this game <laughs> is the epitome of meh. <laughs> Second Troll says, ouch, the greed is real. <laughs> Let's see. Third Troll says, lame. <laughs> Next troll says, Battle Passes, that was the catch to all this, LOL. They waited pretty long to elaborate on it. Well, someone will be down for it. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> Baby, are you still down? Uh, I mean, I don't fully understand the intricacies of this, but the only stuff that you get with the battle pass is cosmetic anyway, so it really shouldn't matter. Uh, I I don't care. If I play the game, <laughs> if I play the game and I want that content, I'm either going to earn it or if earning it is unreasonable and I just got to have it, then I'll buy a battle pass. It's like no big they, deal. <laughs> if they for some reason put out that uh, RIP, that Chadwick Boseman, uh, oh, I'll pay for that. Yeah, <laughs> they put that skin in there. That. I might have to drop some money. Assuming Black Panther is coming to that game eventually, <laughs> I almost feel like they have to do it now. Yeah, I mean, he's too popular, especially just the reaction right now that people are having to, yeah, his passing. It's he's so popular of a character. You got to get him in there eventually. <laughs> I, I hope that he was part of the plan anyway, but because even with the way that they, they portrayed him in the movies where he had that EMP that he's building up as he's taking damage. Yes. Like that would play well in a game and it would make it very much, you know, parallel to the films. But at the same token, like I would hope they would have him in their plans already. And at the same token, I think like you could easily, either give him as a bonus character just out of respect, or you could just make him the last character instead of whoever else they were going to do it. It'd be funny if he's the only character that actually looks like the actor that played him. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of four Black Panther rooms, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. And they got to have the Michael B. Jordan skin Oh, yes. I mean, hopefully they'll put in, like, Suri, like, uh, some of those side characters into the game. You could summon them, do a combo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Koye in the mix. Yes. Calling the rhinos. (laughs) That's your your super. You ride a rhino in the middle of the city. You call in the homie. What's the homie's name, the one that he does battle with? Uh, Vasa. (laughs) Whatever he's chanting. Yeah, the guy he fights oh, at challenges. Uh, uh, Mbaku. <laughs> yeah, Mbaku, yeah. <laughs> that was my dude. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm coming out from the rooftops. Yes. But yeah, that that's my general feeling about it is that it's it's cosmetic stuff. You can earn it through gameplay. Who cares? Why is it a big deal? Yes. Whatever. If If the game is good, you should want to unlock that stuff. And if that stuff is good, you should want to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they're, they're putting in the time and effort to put it in there. At least you can do is pay for it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's move into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. What you got, A-Dove? I got nothing. What did yeah. you think I had? Right. Well, September, <laughs> September PS Plus was announced. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was supposed to have that. Well, you're the one who texted me with that information. Um, but yeah, we can, we, we can quickly just run through it. Uh, you know the two games? Yes, I do know the two games. I know one of the two games. I'm about to know two of the two games. Got PUBG. But, oh, yeah, we got PUBG. <laughs> but the big one, we got Street Fighter Five. Yes. Yes. Not enough game here. <laughs> Not enough. Uh, another arcade mode. <laughs> another shitty month. <laughs> I already have these games. Uh, I gotta get a fighter fast to get to unlock people. <laughs> let's let's see if we have the first troll. <laughs> Is it PUBG free already? <laughs> Next troll says, this has not been an exciting year on PS Plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Man. Uh, Street Fighter Five. I may download it, so then I don't have to, like, come get the copy from you. I do need to pick up Injustice 2, though, because I've been having a hankering. Oh, yeah. Come and get it, Ada. Yeah. Get those fight sticks when you're at it. Yeah, leave, leave it in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for that driverless video. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy! Yeah, leave it in a plastic bag on the fence, <laughs> in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, just spray just a little disinfectant in there. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, uh, might download it just to just to see if I can muster some some DualShock Four Street Fighter. <laughs> mm. and, you know, just play it. Oh, fighting game never hurt anybody. So it's very good to get one of those 
just to have it around, get in there, get a little competition, work yeah, on it, yeah. work it out. PUBG, I'm definitely not downloading that under any circumstances. Have no desire. AMC, how do you feel about the lineup? I mean, it's on paper. It's something that you would assume, oh, I guess a couple years ago would have been awesome. I, I, obviously, there are people who still play Street Fighter. Maybe this will birth a new Evo champion because somebody who never played Street Fighter will just be like, oh, I'll just download this, and all of a sudden they're like kicking ass. It's, it's like, pretty easy. Yeah. And I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah, they go online and just like just playing footsie with people, counting frames. <laughs> like, so. Rapidly climbing up the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, as far as like um, everybody knows, Street Fighter playstation exclusive so yeah i mean uh it's a good way to build up that community for the people who are already there and then people who are maybe on the fence because of all the uh the launch shit about it like not having the arcade mode and yada 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 of the traditional street fighters so people somebody who maybe didn't give it a chance then can give it a chance now so that's good now that it's a complete game yeah (laughs) PUBG is interesting one because I mean obviously yeah I'm not interested in it as well but it was like the game that really got the battle royale craze going everybody was like I need PUBG I need PUBG and then Fortnite came out and then they were like I need Fortnite um, and then Apex came out and they're like I don't play a little Apex <laughs> yeah exactly but I mean and then so Spellbreak gonna come out we gonna be like we need that Spellbreak yeah yeah exactly and so yeah I mean for the novelty that is. PUBG. I'm sure there are people who still love that game, enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's funny because it just reminds me of like, uh, like oh, this, this shit was like hot like a couple of years ago. Like it's all people talked about was PUBG. So yeah, I'm sure there'll be some people who will hop on that. And it, as far as like games that were highly anticipated at one point, I'd say that um, two good games um, on the list. I'll, I'll say that much. But yeah, mm-hmm. nothing that I'm interested in personally. Street Fighter Five might do some good things for the fight game community. It could spark that next wave of fight game talent, as you so eloquently put it. And PUBG, I don't think that's going to move a needle. Anyway, get your Street Fighter on. I mean, why are people complaining? Street Fighter is a big deal. It's a solid game. It's tons of characters. It's been supported for a very long time now. It has all the modes and shit that you want. Let's see. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I'm reading the details. Street Fighter V is the original version of the arcade fighter rather than the newer arcade or champion edition. Yeah. So you get the base game. Yeah, but it still provides one of the most compelling fighting game experiences around. And it's still Street Fighter. So, uh, yeah, you, you got him bison. So. <laughs> bison. You got, you got bison. You got Vega. <laughs> you got Vega bison. You got you got Mbaku versus Bison. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's all for me. Um, How about you? Let's see. The last thing I got a dub is um, this was tweeted out by PlayStation. As of today, Fall Guys is the most downloaded PS Plus game of all time on a global basis. What? What? Where are the trolls? (laughs) I believe uh, I also saw like Steam. uh, There were like 7 million purchases of Fall Guys on Steam. Wow. So yeah, the uh, the craze, I guess, just continues um, as far as Fall Guys. Um, Not not enough talk about Fall Guys because apparently everybody's playing it. It's like it seems to be the Rocket League of 2020. Um, yeah, man. I'm seeing people on Discord talking about it. I'm seeing people over on IGN's message board talking about it. Yeah. It's, going, it's, it's yeah. happening. And this is more of a, an incoming, um, was it a PlayStation basically said, hey, register, and then you'll get an email for uh, a pre-order if you're already a PlayStation owner uh, for the PS5. So people are now now they're speculating or when, when is it going to be available? All those people who are like, I don't think PlayStation 5 is going to come out this year. <laughs> I guess, I guess they're pushing forward at least with these pre-orders. So exactly. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get one as soon as possible, but I did register for a pre-order and if I'm able to place one, I will. So look for a dub scalping a ps5 on ebay <laughs> coming I to mean, a neighborhood near you yeah it's definitely what makes it interesting is the fact that what we've seen with the switch and the high demand of the switches in uh the lockdown um 
and then just them not being able to meet the demand just because they it was just not it, not anticipated in this way in the effects to the i guess supply chain as on top of that um so yeah i think it's it's a good thing that they have won the pre-orders but then it also it, it takes you back to the days of the ps2 release where it was like one of those things where it's like i might have to go sit in line at like a best buy <laughs> to get like this <laughs> console um and so yeah i mean it's if anything the possibility of scarcity does make this uh, a little more enticing uh, to hop on that because one, the resale value, but then two, the possibility of just, you might not get it for, if you don't get it now, you might have to wait until maybe mid 2021, who knows, uh, just based on the availability. Uh, So yeah, um, if you're interested in a PS5, you might want to hop on this pre-order option. (laughs) If you were selected to be able to register for the pre-order, you should probably do it (laughs) just for the, just because. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's all I got, Adub. So, um, you got anything else before we call it? Before we call it a night, Adub. Fresh out, player. Okay, so how about some final words uh, for people to be happy? Uh, what, what do you have to say about Black Panther before we get out of here? How about that one? Black Panther was a movie I never thought that I'd ever see, and I'm glad that I have seen it multiple times. It was a moment. It was a movement. And now we all have something to aspire to. So, you know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. We're going to miss you, but at least you left so much of the best of yourself behind. Thank you. I know. Jackie Robinson, Black Panther. I mean, all I needed to do was play Martin Luther King, and he would have hit, like, the Mount Rushmore of uh, Black iconography. <laughs> anyway, wasn't he in, like, Marshall... 21 bridges yeah yeah plenty more plenty more movies but yeah the the, five bloods got into a spike lee film (laughs) yeah i mean yeah he's a man he's Um, unbelievable man incredible talent yeah it's a rough year but um at least we got our time with them and we got to see at least their greatness before losing them at such a young Mm -hmm. age that's right well this is control issues i am the am Thanks for playing. Sucker. Sucker.